0: Welcome to a new episode of Time to Shine. This is your host, Oscar Santolaya. Time to Shine presents you interviews with successful public speakers who share their experience and secrets with you in a weekly podcast. Hello, and I hope you're doing really great and happy and thankful that you are joining us today. Today we have a very amazing guest, Who inspires people not only on stage, but everywhere he goes. For instance, a special guest writes one inspirational quote per day and posts it on social media. Let me introduce you, Robert Clancy. Robert Clancy is an entrepreneur, inspirational speaker, and author based in New York. He has written the books The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Soul and daily download, and fortune cookies from the universe. And he is an eternal volunteer involved in volunteerism for many causes, and he advocates this spirit of service. Hello, Robert. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Oscar. It's uh, great to be here today.
0: Yeah, I'm happy to have you here, Robert. Could you start telling us a little bit more about yourself and your projects?
1: Sure. Uh, well, first off, I... I couple of different hats. One, I'm the uh, managing partner of a large graphic design firm I, uh, my wife and I founded uh, 26 years ago, Spiral Design Studio. And uh, one of the foundations of that company was really to give back to the community that we come from. So from that point, right from when we founded the company, I've been volunteering most of my life, but actually really actively since we started the company. And uh, I've also uh, become an author over time and uh, written, as you mentioned, a couple of books. And uh, from that, I've then started uh, inspirational uh, speeches. And I, I've done a lot of speeches over the years from volunteerism uh, from different groups I've been involved with, like the Junior Chamber of Commerce to Hugh O'Brien Youth Leadership Um among others and uh, it's really just been a, a long journey um, so that's kind of a little bit of my background of, of you know where I came from and what I do
0: mm-hmm. and since when you start speaking in public
1: yeah I started uh, believe it or not right after we founded the company I've uh, been up in front of many different audiences but really the Junior Chamber of Commerce is one of the groups that um, put me in a leadership position where I had to speak in front of groups and really refine. Uh, it's similar to like a Toastmasters. Um, that's a program where uh, you, know, you, you uh, work on your, your speaking skills and being in front of an audience.
0: Okay. And since then to now, do you, have you had stage fright at some point?
1: Well, <laughs> I don't really have it now. Believe it or not, I, I enjoy getting in front of a group. And actually, the bigger the group is, the more exciting it is for me. I <laughs> think initially, initially, though, when I first started, I was probably up in, in front of a group of eight people, and it was people I knew. And uh, you you couldn't even find the words to, to get from your brain to your mouth. So it's practice. And I think that really is, is what it comes down to. If you're going to get in front of people, some people rate that higher than death, you know, <laughs> the, uh, the fear <laughs> of being in front of people, but, um, I actually really enjoy being in front of a group and especially delivering a message that, um, inspires them to, um, look at their own life and how they can help others or, or be more effective, um, with, it within their community.
0: <laughs> so no, no big issues for, from your side, just enjoying being, uh, on stage and I, bringing I your a- message.
1: Absolutely. I absolutely enjoy it.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. And we are going to talk a lot about uh, how it's an inspirational speaker like you. But let's start with um, clarifying this, uh, this concept or this idea. How would you define an inspirational speaker?
1: Well, that's a, you know, a great question. And um, I've thought a lot about that. What, what makes me more of an inspirational speaker? And I think in contrasting that to what I consider a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. So if I look at those two, um, the way I, I look at a motivational speaker is they help you overcome a problem that you may have in your life, um, like how to quit smoking,
0: mm-hmm.
1: how to um, you know implement a better exercise program for your life, or how to lose weight, um, those things. For me, an inspirational speaker answers the bigger question, and it's really why you need to do those things, mm. why you need to bring that into your life, why do you need to make this change? And also, how can you help others in that process? And when you're inspired, I I think everything else falls into place because it's a place of uh, a lack of fear, a lack of doubt in your life where you can move on beyond that. And so it's more to me on a spiritual level. And that's where I look at the differentiator between a motivational speaker and uh, an inspirational speaker. I, I think it touches your soul.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's focusing more on a, um, on a mission, more than a, a specific goal, let's say.
1: Correct. Yeah, I think the goals lead you to the, to the mission that you're on. And, and the inspirational speaker is kind of the bigger umbrella to
0: mm-hmm.
1: where are you going with your life? And what do you need to do with that? And how can you be better?
0: Okay, I think it's an excellent explanation that you have done. Sure. And yeah, I have, I have heard this, uh, this term, inspirational speaker. And definitely almost everybody has, has heard at least a few times. And I'm sure many have thought, okay, I w- what if I w- will be in the future an inspirational speaker? So my question now would be, in your opinion, what are the, the elements or skills or experience needed for someone to be an inspirational speaker?
1: I think number one, and, and that's also an excellent question because I've really thought about that. It's um, having great stories great stories of love, compassion, and leadership, and being able to effectively tell those stories. It's, it's the ability to be real. You, you can't be a phony when you're up there. These uh, I often tell stories that have happened to me hmm. personally, and I sometimes get emotional, and I think people know that because I'm, I, I relive the, the, that particular story when I tell it uh, because I was there. Um, other things you could tell stories of people and um, their lives that maybe have touched you in some way. Mm. So some of the skills are just bringing together um, those elements and, and speaking from the heart. It's really um, comes from there. You have to believe what you're saying. Otherwise, the people won't really believe you. And if you don't have it in your heart, it's going to come across that way. So I wouldn't try to get up there and be somebody else. I'm not a Tony Robbins. I'm mm. not, you know, that, that type. That's not my personality. <laughs> I just get up and I speak from my heart. And I, that, that's what I believe comes through for everyone.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really true. It's, you, have, you need to have personal stories or stories, that, as you said, have really touched you. So being part of you.
1: Yeah, and it's it's being a great storyteller. So mm-hmm. practicing that just among your friends. I think the daily practice of just telling others uh, from try to condense your story down to the effective elements for a, if you only had 30 seconds to tell mm-hmm. that story. And then what does that story sound like when you have 10 minutes or when you have 15 minutes? How does it change? What are the other elements that you bring in? Um, I've told my stories. So I was actually in a checkout line and somebody asked me about one of my books and mm-hmm ended up telling the story. I, you know, I, I'm at a clothing store, so I'm trying to you know, get done. And uh, they said, well, tell me a little bit about your books. Can you tell me a story from it? And I had 30 seconds to tell the story. The guy I was talking to, he just looked at me and said, wow. And then when I went to check out, the woman at the counter said, I'm going to need a few minutes because she was crying. <laughs> and that's in 30 seconds. So if you can do your story and just the highlights of that, when you have 10 minutes to tell it, You'll touch everyone. It's just that powerful. So you know you have something when you can tell it in a in a short time frame like that.
0: Wow, well, that's as you said, sounds really.
1: great. <laughs> yeah. she was she was the collateral damage on this story. I didn't even realize she was listening, <laughs> which was funny.
0: Wow! Yes, yep. totally amazing. Yeah, and I'm curious now that you are uh, inspiring others, and when you speak. And how do you get inspired yourself? What are your main sources of inspiration?
1: I look at um, as my main source of inspiration is everything around me. I can be inspired by the simplest things um, just out in public. I'll just observe other people and how they interact. And when I see these random acts of kindness or just somebody doing something, simply just sharing a smile or... Maybe out's holding their hands, you know, a woman holding her child's mm. hand or something like that. But the other thing that I do is an exercise that started on December 1st of 2012, which led to my Facebook page. I woke up that day and I set a goal to write one inspirational thought every week for a year. And then I, I laid there and said, well, that's only 52, so maybe I should do this every day. Mm-hmm. And I haven't stopped since then. And I've written over 45,000 words. (laughs) I started, I know, I started posting them on Facebook. I I actually write more than one a day. Some days I I can write over 40. (laughs) Um, I know, it's crazy. And they just keep coming. And I I post them on, uh, I started posting them on Facebook on January 1st. I had 111 fans on the page at that time. And now it's grown to over 230,000 people and it grows by about 1,000 to 2,000 people a week, every week consistently. And I know those words are touching others, Mm -hmm. um, but that's really my exercise to center myself because if I can't think of something inspirational, I won't get out of bed. (laughs) So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) luckily I've made it out of bed every day. (laughs) That's that's the key. But um, just posting these and it's really coming up with a few words and they're mostly, you know, just a sentence or two. Something out there and there's something for everyone and I've had people contact me who from different corners of the earth saying I was planning on committing suicide today. I read what you wrote and I'm still here. Well, wow. I mean, I can't even put words to that and how that touches me in profound ways to continue to do what I do. And the other component is actually speaking um, and to convey more of the story. And there's a lot more behind each of these thoughts that I write. I, I have expanded, you know, uh, a thought on each two. So it's conveying that information to to an audience, and that's really um, one of the keys. Well, so did that. <laughs> I hope that answered your question. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes. That's. Yeah, that's really amazing what you said. And definitely I, I, I read and watched some of your posts. And yeah, they're really powerful. And wow. Well,
1: thanks. Thank you.
0: Thanks for doing that. Really. <laughs> yeah. And one thing that you mentioned at first when, when you answered this question is, yeah, it's taking inspiration from, from everywhere, right? Uh, like absorbing all the good things that happen around you, no? Around everybody, actually. No, if you walk on the street, you will find good scenes all the time. You just have to pay attention and absorb the right. best of them.
1: <laughs> I know. I saw you know, somebody had spoken to me and they said, Well, if you're inspired by anything, can you what give me a quote for being under pressure? And I, I said, Well, it doesn't quite work that way, but uh, let me see what I can do. And I, I just said, Hold on a second. And then the words just popped in my head. And I just said, When you feel the weight of the world upon you Know that love will hold up anything as long as your faith does too. And they looked at me and they said, Wow, you just wrote that on the fly. And I said, Fly, spread your wings with love and life will always be a smoother sail. And then they they just said, Okay, I'm done. They they almost started crying at that point, and I look at um, just about anything, and and sometimes it's little it's old adages, you know that that come in, and I'll I'll put a twist on it, uh, you know, or try to change it in some way, and that's um, you know one of the things that I I think it's an exercise for my mind every day, and believe it or not, writing these when I get up and speak, they're threaded into my conversations. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like I have a Rolodex of them or a file that I can access and those things just roll out. They might transform a little bit as I'm speaking, sure. but somehow they get threaded into the speaking. And I think it's a great exercise, especially if you're going to be an inspirational speaker, to really look at what your message is. And I'm constantly thinking about it. What, what do I have to offer for other people? What, am I, what problem am I solving for them? And, you know, for me, it comes down to it's hope. It's providing them sometimes with the hope and, and just not to abandon that. Um, I look at those words, you know, faith, love and hope and just really what's wrapped in those and try to put that into what I speak about.
0: Well, it's an excellent exercise. And as you said, yeah, you, by creating these quotes, you are prepared to answer any question, right? Like in, in this case, depression, you manage to find a quote. But it might be another situation where that can be harder to find, uh, like inspire a quote in on the fly. <laughs> right. But right. May, maybe you already work in advance for that. So that would...
1: <laughs> yeah, they're they're already there. So that's mm-hmm. one yes. of the great things is just having that accessible to me without having to go and write them down. I mm-hmm. I think initially when I I was speaking, I brought a couple of papers with some of these written on it. Mm-hmm. I called that a crutch, you know, it's kind of to get you through. Mm-hmm. And, and now I don't even prepare before I speak. Um, I just think about what stories might be mm. a connection for the audience I'm speaking to. And sometimes they change as I'm walking through the door to the event. And I often get, after I spoke, that the people that lead the events come over to me and say, you really resonated with with our audience and you connected with our mission so i try to thread the who am i speaking to and what is what are their their takeaways and how can my story relate to that and try to connect those two
0: mm-hmm. sure for the for the right audience right and jump into another topic that is very uh, particular for you is the the voluntarism you have done it for for a long time already mentioned what motivates you to do it And how this has also influenced the speaker you are.
1: Well, my motivation for volunteerism, I believe, is that we all have a responsibility to give back. I think if we're part of a community, and community to me is not only where you live, it's everyone that is connected to you. And now through social media, I think we're all connected Mm -hmm. worldwide. And it's to make a difference and to give back. And one of the the groups uh there's a couple different groups i'm involved with one is um i I like to do leadership development Mm -hmm. because i think volunteerism and compassion and kindness all trickle down from some type of leadership you look at the great leaders that we have in the world or of the past as well and they've always brought something to the table something that makes them unique that um, can inspire others so i've gotten involved 26 years ago with the hugh o'brien youth leadership Um, The website is Hobie, dot org, and they inspire youth, particularly uh, 15 and 16-year-old students from all over the world. They're in many different countries. They're all over the United States. They're in at least 35 to 40 countries worldwide, and they inspire these young people for that leadership through service, through service to others and a compassion and reverence for life. And... Once I got involved with that, um, it just it's transformed me in many ways of just being there uh, as a mentor for these students. But they inspire me as much as I think that they, they tell me that I inspire them.
0: Uh-huh, okay.
1: <laughs> and uh, it, it motivates me further to do what I do. Sure. Um, the other is junior achievement, and that's for uh, business development and just having the confidence to not only start your own company, Um, But I bring a little bit more to the table, and I think we all can when you are out interacting with others. So there's many different things I've volunteered for, from just being at a a, a local soup kitchen to just sharing a smile. And I believe volunteerism can start just there. Uh, It's as easy as bringing that tool with you. The smile on your face can change someone's life. In fact, it could possibly save their life if they were going through something that day. And volunteerism is just volunteering that smile, so it doesn't cost anything, so when people say "I don't have time to do it," you can certainly smile when you walk around. so <laughs> that's one of one of the places it starts and it's changed me as a speaker um, because I've had stories and and mm-hmm. have seen the difference in volunteerism, so it's actually provided me not only with material but a physical experience. That I can bring to share with others, and there are many stories that I have that have come out of my volunteer efforts
0: yeah, I can imagine how how many stories you have and uh, you have experience, right. and you can you can share definitely yeah thank you thank you for sharing all this about volunteerism is a topic sure. We haven't uh, we haven't talked before here in the, yeah, the show. <laughs>
1: well, that's good. Hopefully, somebody's inspired to go and, and share a smile or or get mm-hmm. involved uh, out there and do something. I, I think it's it's that important yes. uh, to give people hope, and you can do that through volunteerism.
0: Robert, could you also tell us? Uh, I know that you have been you are ordained minister, right? And could you tell us if this education has also influenced in your speaking and and how?
1: Well, it's kind of a, an interesting uh, a way I became a minister. It was just so many people asked me if I was huh. um, a minister based on what I was writing, and they said that, you know, you should be. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> I looked at them and said, I- I'm not going to be a minister. I don't. I didn't want to do that. And, um, and then once I looked up what a minister is, they're a spiritual leader for a community. And I said, well, that's kind of what I'm doing. mm mm-hmm. So I became a minister through um, an online service. I'm, I didn't educate in you know, doing a pastoral school or something like that. But I did have to write an essay and uh, get reviewed and those things. But what's actually transformed me mm-hmm. in that experience of becoming, when I transformed into this minister, mm-hmm. is I've actually officiated some weddings.
0: Oh, awesome.
1: And I never advertised to do the weddings. It was just people that have heard me speak heard that I was a minister. So then they asked if I could officiate weddings. And they've led me to these incredibly beautiful experiences. I mean, I have a front row seat to this beautiful ceremony of love. I mean, and, and it's just great. You, you know, here I am. I'm, I got the two people right in front of me professing their love and sharing that. And I have the front row seat. I mean, what could be better than that? And one of the weddings um, I officiated was supposed to be a year later. And the father was terminally ill, Mm -hmm. and his daughter wanted him to walk her down the aisle. And so they had a small private wedding. It was just really a couple of friends and maybe 10 family members and me. And I got to see this incredibly beautiful gift of this dad walking his daughter down the aisle. And to be able to have words to share with that family And when the dad came over to me at the end, he just shook my hand and said, that was the most beautiful thing I've seen in my life. A week later, he passed away. Mm -hmm. And to be there to provide that experience and to witness that, um, I can't even put words Mm -hmm. um, into that. And that's where that's led me and just being able to be there for other people. um, But again... I'm always about love, and love for me is leadership, opportunity, volunteerism, and enthusiasm. So I look for those things in love everywhere.
0: Yeah, what a what a privilege, Robert. Now a question that I don't know is going to be very easy or very difficult because I'm going to ask you what is your favorite quote.
1: Well, that is easy. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one um, I actually posted recently. Periodically, I do post um, quotes from others mm-hmm. up on my on my site. Um it is from Alphonse de Lamartine and it is to love for the sake of being loved is human but to love for the sake of loving is angelic. Mm. And that one absolutely resonates with me because it it tells the difference of that spiritual or unconditional love that's out there and connects us to it all. And really that's it's kind of a guide too. It says You know, if you're just loving because you expect to be loved back, then you're not doing it correctly. And to love for just the sake of Mm -hmm. sharing love is really the purpose. So that's the the quote that I think is my all-time favorite quote.
0: Well, it's very, very inspiring. Now, could you recommend us one book that would be a good read for us? Yes,
1: uh, I think if you're going to be an inspirational speaker, I I recently read uh, Deepak Chopra's book, "The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success," mm-hmm. and I think that has a lot of. Um, it resonated with me um, because I had naturally come across a lot of these these laws of um, success, and it's it's part of um, my mantra in there. And, and that book actually made sense to me. In in I, have, I don't read a lot of books. I don't re- read actually a lot of spiritual books either that was one that i i did pick up and it was it very easy very palatable it's not a long book i have i have a short attention span so i need if i have a book somebody hands me war and peace i'm not going to read that um i'm going to get the quick the cliff notes for it and <laughs> or watch the movie but um that one was an easy read and it's a great uh resource there's a lot of good information in there
0: okay thank you Robert, finally, could you share with us an exercise, something practical that you recommend us to do it daily or weekly as a routine to shine?
1: I think uh, a great daily routine to shine is to always try to speak from your heart because that's what you do as an inspirational speaker. Mm -hmm. And anytime you're in conversation with others is is look for that. I look for um, another daily routine is to try to... um, See what people are going through. I, I believe everybody has some struggle in life. That's mm-hmm. what life is. It's part of it. And doesn't matter how successful you are. You always have something that you're dealing with. And how can you provide some words or support for that person? And then my third one is, obviously, I, I, I talked about it earlier, is to write something inspirational in a journal every day. So just write a sentence. Even if you just have to write a word That you're going to think about. And before I go to bed, I clear my mind. Um, I actually, uh, if if you're spiritual or religious, you can say a prayer or something just to kind of center yourself. And I go to sleep with a positive thought so that when I wake up, I'll have the continuation of whatever that thought is. So that's my daily routine. Um, And I think that that will help anyone shine.
0: Three routines in one. Could you clarify the first one? You said uh, speak from your heart at any time. That's that's. Uh...
1: Yeah, it's. I think you need to tap into. It comes down to listening. Mm-hmm. When you speak from the heart, you first need to listen with your soul. And when somebody speaks to you, really listen to them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're often trying to say something or respond to them before we've even heard everything that they had to say. Yeah, yes. So, when you speak from the heart, I think it it comes from listening with your soul. And you need to be genuine. What you're saying, you can't just say, oh, you know, everyone should go out there and and share love and be better. And, you know, it just sounds disingenuous. It's it's phony. It's not from where you come from. So, you need to speak what you believe. And that's where I I think uh, speaking from the heart comes from. Did that uh, clarify?
0: Yeah, yes. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Good. Excellent. Thank you very much Robert. Uh, this was a really inspirational conversation with you. I well, really was well, definitely <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. Do thank you have you so much? Do you have some final words to to tell us?
1: Well, it's uh I think start it by volunteering. It doesn't matter if you're going to be an inspirational speaker or not. Uh get out there and make a difference in someone's life and uh, I think you know it all comes down to that. So my my final words are probably uh in there and um, I, I find um, life uh, may be essential for love to survive, but love is essential for life to exist. So if you want to have a life, go out there and love.
0: I couldn't agree more, Robert. Finally, could you tell us how people can learn more about you or follow you? What is the best way? Sure.
1: Uh, my website is guidetothesoul.com. And on there, I have links to all of my social media as well as um, my Amazon author's page and my books. Um, they can also go to Facebook.com uh, slash Guide to the Soul. And on Twitter, it's Guide to Soul without the word the in there. So okay. the, uh, the third one. And I also have uh, an upcoming book. It's called Soul Ciphers, Decoding a Life of Hope and Happiness. And I believe this should be published this August.
0: Wow, awesome. Quite, quite so the, soon already.
1: <laughs> yeah, the third, the third and believe it or not, I'm releasing a fourth book at the same time. I have a book of about 70 inspirational poems that I've written. And I recently discovered uh, about 350 photos I took back in 1992 in the Southwest. And I'm going to incorporate several of those photos in the poetry book. And it, it's it's like Amsel Adams uh, just came out of my camera because I hadn't seen these photos They were literally just on film negatives that I never printed Mm -hmm. (laughs) until the digital technology caught up and um, I had my design staff scan them in. So it was an amazing treasure of uh, photos that, I, you know, back then, it's not like digital cameras are today. You can see if your picture was bad. I just snapped them onto (laughs) 100 speed film. So it's it's pretty amazing.
0: Well, yeah, that's how it used to be. Thank you very much. Robert was an excellent interview and all the best.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. And uh, we'll definitely have to uh, talk soon again. Thanks.
0: Sure. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. You
1: too. Yep. Bye.
0: Dear listeners of Time to Shine, this is the end of today's episode. If you like our show, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or for more information, visit our website, www.timetoshinepodcast.com. Welcome to listen to us again next week.